It is just two words tonight for our gospel text that I want to take found in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12. This man, this man. We preached a message this morning, there is yet a man, there is yet a man. Well, tonight in the gospel, I want to preach a message entitled, This Man, This Man. You see, men and women, this evening, the writer to the Hebrews, he comes to his congregation in Hebrews chapter 10, and he tells his congregation that practices that were offered are no use to take away sin. You say, David, what do you mean? He comes and he tells them in verse chapter 4, he says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It was a practice in the Old Testament that the high priest, he came once into the very temple once every year and an animal was taken and the blood was slain. And it was just a pointer, a picture of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was going to come and to bleed and to die and to shed his blood for guilty, helpless sinners. And the writer, he comes and he tells us that practices, they don't take away sin. Then it's very interesting. In verse number 11, he comes and he has a word for the priest for he comes in verse 11 and he says, and every priest stand of daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice. Notice the words that the Holy Ghost puts in, which can never take away sins. Which can never take away sins. How many priests this, this morning in County Armagh stood up in their chapels and believed in the old doctrine that their church teaches of transubstantiation, that they took the very wither and it was turning it into the body of Christ and they took the blood, they took the wine representing the very blood of Christ and they tell their people that their priests can virtually do what Jesus Christ had done at the cross and they crucify Him every week. And they come and they can, on the behalf, they can come and they can forgive sinners. How many this, this morning, how many last night, not only in County Armagh, but County Londonderry and County Fermanagh, County Antrim, right across the land, right across the world. How many priests have done this day after day? And there's many a Catholic, many a devout Roman Catholic tonight right across their land and they're depending on a priest doing their rituals and doing their rituals every week when the Bible says man and woman which can never, never take away sins. And there's so many tonight across the land tonight depending on a priest and depending on holy water and depending on absolution and depending on purgatory and depending on Mary and depending on the Pope and depending on everything and anything all to do with the superstitions of man and all to do with the traditions of a church. And the writer emphasizes practices it was only a picture of what Christ was going to do. And the writer emphasizes that no priest that daily ministering the same sacrifice can never take away sins. But can I tell you also tonight, this evening, 
as there's many a Roman Catholic depending on the superstitions and traditions of their church. There's many a Protestant tonight, I'm not that far from here, maybe in Market Hill, and County Armagh, and they're depending on being a loyal Protestant, and they're depending on being on the Orange Order, and they're depending on a sash, and they're depending on a flag. I want to tell you, men and women, thank God I'm not dependent on a sash. I'm depending on a Savior. Thank God tonight I'm depending on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to take me to heaven. You see, men and women, the writer comes and he exposes, and he exposes truth, and he comes to us here, and he shows them that practices and priests can never take away sin. And can I say something, sir, if you're in the meeting tonight and you're not saved, you have a sin problem. And God's angry with you. And the seat that you sit in is a condemned seat. You don't feel it, you don't have to. You don't believe it, doesn't change it. The Bible says if you believe not, you're condemned already. And tonight if you're in this meeting and you're not born again by the Spirit of God, you sit in a seat that is condemned. You sit tonight as a condemned sinner before God. And God is angry with the wicked every day. And you've got a sin problem. And you're only tonight, thank God, you're in the right place for you're going to hear about the one that can take away sin. Because the writer, he comes and he shows us here that practices can never take away sin. And he comes and he shows that priests can never take away sin. But he shows a person that can. Because look what it says in verse 12, but, and I love that but, but this man, this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down in the right hand of God. And men and women and young people tonight, what I want to do for the remaining moments of this gospel service, I want tonight to bring you as the congregation. You're going to do something for me tonight. Don't be panicking. You're in jury watch tonight. You're the jury. And Jesus Christ, figuratively speaking, is in the dock. And tonight as a gospel preacher, I'm going to be his defense barrister. And I'm going to bring evidence to you, the jury, that this man is the only one that can save from sin. Because men and women tonight, we live in a land that's heathen. And we live in a day and generation that's getting more ungodly by the week. And we live in a day and generation where the Bible has rightly recorded twice for her. God speaketh once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth not. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends are off of the ways of death. And there's many a man last week has depended on everything and anything, and tonight they're in God's hell. God's hell. And next week they're in God's hell. And they depended on everything and anything but this man. Now you're the jury. And Jesus Christ, figuratively speaking, is in the dock. And men and women, when Jesus Christ was about his public ministry, remember he says, I am the door. It didn't mean that he was that door. Remember when he says, I am the vine, it didn't mean he was a tree. 
he was figuratively speaking, so you're the jury, and I'm going to present you evidence tonight that this man is the only saviour of sinners. Turn with me then to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, please. Luke chapter 15. The gospel according to Luke, Luke chapter 15. And I want to show you first of all the purpose of the man. The purpose of the man. Look what it says in Luke chapter 15. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Not very interesting. In the Lord Jesus Christ's public ministry, he always gathered a crowd. There was something so attractive that Jesus Christ, he always drew a crowd. Do you know what he done? There was many a day that he thinned out his crowd. But here's a day, and the Bible records, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Now the word publicans, that's not men that own pubs in Jesus' day, not at all. They were tax collectors. They're not well liked tonight, but they're far, they were far worse in Jesus Christ's day. They, weren't, they were hated in Christ's day. Tax collectors and sinners for to hear him. These were men... And we, we all know the story that we're all born in sin, but as the ungodly scribes and Pharisees looked upon these sinners, they seen these sinners as the worst about. And here's his congregation, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man, this man, receiveth sinners. Notice that it doesn't say, Buddha receiveth sinners. Notice it doesn't say, Muhammad receiveth sinners. Notice, men and women, it doesn't say, Confucius receiveth sinners. No, 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 the Bible and the Holy Ghost records, this man receiveth sinners. Very interesting. The same crowd, the same crowd the scribes and the Pharisees just flick a few chapters back to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Look what they say in Luke 5 and the verse number 21. I'll paint the picture when you're finding the, the passage. It's the man and he, he's, he's paralyzed. It's the man of, of palsy. And he comes and they, he's on a bed and they can't get him into the place because once again Jesus Christ is in the house and the house is crowded. There's a great attractiveness with Jesus and they can't get this man in. So we know the story. They come and they open up the tiles and four of his friends and they were good friends and they come and they bring him down to the Son of God and there he is. Jesus Christ says to him in verse 20 and when he saw their faith he said unto him, Man, Thy sins are forgiven thee. Look what this crowd then go on to say in the next verse. And Luke chapter 5 and 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? And then they come and they say, Who can forgive sins but God only? No wonder this book says the wrath of man shall praise him. You think of the two Sentences that the scribes and the Pharisees, these ungodly men, and Christ said in his ministry, but watch in the scribes, watch them. Woe unto the Pharisees. He warns his people, he warns his congregation to watch the scribes and watch the Pharisees. They're sinful. 
And he comes, and these men, they come and they say, This man, this man, receive of sinners. And then they come and they say, Who can forgive sins but God only? What a truth. What a truth that these men uttered from their lips. The wrath of man shall praise him. This man receiveth sinners. You see, men and women, the reason why this man receiveth sinners, the Lord Jesus Christ, is because the Bible records in Luke, Matthew 11 19, he's the friend of publicans and sinners. Jesus Christ tonight, thank God, what a truth. He is the friend of publicans and sinners. Greater love have no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Do you know how loving he is? Judas the Iscariot, the one that would come and betray him and spit in his face and betray him for 30 pieces of silver. Do you remember when he had assigned to do his destable deed? He comes and he tells his, his men, he comes and he says, I need to give him a kiss because when I kiss him, then you'll know which one to take. Because all the Jewish men, all those men with their beards, they look so similar. And he comes and he comes and he gives him a kiss. And then the crowd, they knew that that was Jesus and then they knew to arrest him. But isn't it wonderful what he said to this man? He, and Jesus said unto him, Judas, friend. Wherefore art thou come? Can I say tonight, friend, wherefore art thou come? You're in Market Hill Free Presbyterian Church tonight, you're in the right place. Friend, wherefore art thou come? Jesus Christ, this man, receiveth sinners. This man. Not only the purpose of the man, I want to show you the purity of the man. Turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23 this evening. I want to show you the purity of the man. Luke chapter 23 verse 4. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. No fault. Look when he comes, Pilate again, and he says in verse number 14, Said unto them, that's the congregation, that's the, that's the crowd, Said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people, and behold, I having examined him, before you have found no fault in this man. This man. Touching those things whereof you accuse him. Men and woman, here was Pilate, and he cross-examined the Lord Jesus Christ. He scrutinized him. Pilate cross-examined the Son of God, and he scrutinized him. And Pilate said on three occasions, I find no fault in this man. No fault. Jury, no fault in this man. No fault. Turn over the page. Look what it says. 
This is that, this, these are the thieves on the cross, verse 39. And one of the malefactors which were hanged, railed in him. The word rail means blasphemed. Blasphemed in him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And jury, these are his enemies. These aren't his followers. These aren't his disciples. They're not his people. This is Pilate who cross-examined him and he cried before the people three times, No fault! No fault! No fault! The man on the cross was an ungodly man and he comes and he says, This man... This man have done nothing amiss. The purity of this man. And can I tell you tonight, I've knocked enough doors across Olsen, across the land, inviting men and women into missions and meetings, and you hear it all the time. Oh, such and such goes to that church. Oh, I wouldn't... That's what Christianity does. I want nothing to do with I've heard it. Sick, tired, and sore of hearing it. And I wouldn't doubt them for a minute. But men and women, I don't point men and women to Christians. I point men and women to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who is holy, harmless, spotless, undefiled, separate from sinners. This man, this man have done nothing amiss. You see, not only the purpose of the man And the purity of the man. What about the power of the man? What about the power of this man? Turn with me then to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Look what it says in John chapter 11. We know the story. It's the story of Lazarus. Lazarus here, he's dead as Queen Anne. Four days dead. Dead. Absolutely dead. And if you're in the meeting without the Lord Jesus Christ, you're as dead as Lazarus. Ah, oh, David, I'm in the meeting, I'm not dead. Ah, spiritually, you're as dead. You're dead to God, you're dead to the gospel, you're dead to grace. Dead. That's the nature that we're all born in trespasses and in sin. Our faces and our backs are against God, we're dead. And here's this man, Lazarus, and he is, he's dead for four days. And look what it says in verse 43. And when he had lost, had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And if you want to see sinners saved in your mission, thank God is through the voice of God. Lazarus, come forth. And here's this man, Lazarus, and he gets, he gets new life. Picture of the sinner getting new life. And then look what happens in verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Isn't that amazing? You see, what God does, he saves, he saves, and then what happens? There's just a, a domino effect. Others get saved. Why? Because the power of this man, this man, Look what it goes on to say. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. 
Verse 47, Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. Boys, I would have been loved him in that committee meeting. He'd have done some laughing in that committee meeting. What do we? What are we going to do? This man, Jesus of Nazareth, he's going through the country. He's raising the dead. What are we going to do? What could they do? This man hath done many miracles. And then I was thinking, look what it says in Luke chapter 7. Turn with me to Luke chapter 7. I'm keeping you turning at work this morning. Nobody slept. We're going to keep turning Luke chapter 7. And we're going to find these, this man in the Bible. Look at Luke chapter 7. Look what it says in Luke chapter 7, please. Verse 19. This is when, Luke chapter 7, this is when John the Baptist, he's in the prison. And it says in verse 19, And John calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? John shouldn't have said that. But men and women, don't forget where John was at. John was in a prison. He hadn't long, long left. He was going to die. Why? Because he preached against sin. Leonard Ravenhill, that great preacher, raised in Leeds, preached in America. He said if the preachers preached, if Jesus Christ preached like the normal preachers today, he never would have been crucified. Here was one sent of God and he preached the truth and he told, he told the king, it's not lawful for thee to, to have that woman. It's not lawful. It's not lawful to take your brother's wife. And he's going to be killed. And he's downcast and he says, do we look for another? Look what Jesus does, men and women. Don't miss this. Look what Jesus does. He gives John the Baptist disciples the greatest object lesson ever. Look what he does in the next verse. And it says, When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to the poor, the gospel is preached. I want to tell you, men and women, the power of this man. Thank God he still can raise the dead around this town tonight. Thank God around our county, our man, further afield, God can still raise the dead. Thank God tonight across the land, those that are blind to the gospel, God can open their eyes. Thank God tonight, those that are paralyzed and lame because of sin, God can give them new life. The power of this man. Not only do I want to show you the purpose of the man, he receives sinners. The purity of this man, he done nothing amiss. I can find no fault in this man, the power of this man. What shall we do? This man doeth many miracles. I want to show you the preaching of this man. John chapter 7 and verse 45. John chapter 7 and verse 45. Look what it says there in John chapter 7 and verse 45. 
Jesus Christ. And this chapter, he's, he's been preaching. And obviously, as the Spirit of God was poured upon him without measure, the people knew some blessing. And in John chapter 7 and verse 45, they say, Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man speak like this man. I want to tell you, men and women, he was some preacher. Never man speak like the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God poured upon him without measure. Never speaking in the flesh, never going down alleyways, never going down roads that he shouldn't be. Never man speak like this man. What a preacher. What a preacher. And then I was thinking of Acts chapter 13. What happens then? In Acts chapter 13, Paul, he comes and he preaches the gospel in Acts chapter 13. And Paul comes and he preaches. And in Acts chapter 13, in verse 28, he comes and he says, And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they, Pilate, that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. But God raised him from the dead. Just want to pause there. Paul was some preacher. He brought his congregation to the person and the work of the Son of God. He brought his congregation to the person of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He brings them to Calvary, the tree. He brings them to the work of redemption. And he brings them to the tomb. He brings them to the resurrection. And then look what it says. And I love this verse. Look what it says in verse 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren. And I'm sure he took a deep breath and he says that through this man, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. I want to tell you what a preacher the Lord Jesus Christ was. Never man speak like this man. And Paul comes, saved by the mercy of God. The chief of sinners becomes the chief of sins. And he comes around the country and he's preaching, Be it known unto you, men and brethren, through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Jury, this man and only this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. You've seen the purpose, the purity, the power, the preaching. What about the propitiation through this man? We're going to go back to where we started, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 and the verse that we want to leave with you, Hebrews chapter 10 and the verse number 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I want to tell you tonight, this man, this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, he offered one sacrifice for sins forever. He lived a life that no other could live. He lived a life of absolute perfection. His father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear you him. The prophet said, the prophet Isaiah said, he shall not fail. Jesus Christ is the co-equal and co-eternal 
of the Father and the blessed Godhead, the second person, and he was holy, harmless, spotless. He was blameless. He was crimeless. And he lived such a life. And the Bible says in Isaiah, the great evangelical preacher, and he comes and he tells us that Isaiah tells us that Jesus Christ, he fulfilled all righteousness on our behalf. What does that mean? We broke the law. He kept the law. We sinned. He was sinless. A man and woman tonight, through this man, through this man, he offered himself. I want to tell you tonight, thank God he went to the place called Calvary. Thank God tonight, Jesus Christ, the, the Son of God, he went to the place called Calvary. And the worst that man could do, they did. How in the Bible it tells us a great messianic psalm. I believe it's Psalm 69. And they come and the Bible says in Psalm 69, let he look for some to take pity. And there was none. He looked for comforters, and there was none. And on the cross they wagged their heads, and they, and they cried, and they mocked, and they blasphemed the Son of God. The Bible records that he was made the song of the drunkards. And outside the city walls of Jerusalem that day, as thousands are attending the Passover, and as they're walking past, the Son of God sent their cross there he is, stripped stark naked. And I say it reverently, he's a bloody spectacle. Because man had done the worst, they punched the very face of Jesus Christ. Prophesy unto us, who did smite thee? They battered his face. They plucked off the hairs from off his face. They, they, they mocked him, they scoffed him. They put a crown of thorns into his head and crushed it down. They put him over an old lacerating pole and they battered his back to the Bible records. It was like a plowed field. They come and they pierce his beautiful hands to an old Roman gibbet and they pierce his feet. And the Bible tells me in Psalm 22 that they stare upon him. The Bible tells me in Psalm 22, oh, like the bulls of Bashan around the cross, they gaze upon him like wild bulls. And I'll tell you there, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, He's on the cross, He's battered, He's bruised, He's bloody. And there He is on the cross, and He cries, My God, my God, why? Why hast Thou forsaken me? And after when mankind had done the worst that they could do to Christ, God the Father comes, and He, he comes, and, and there He turns His back on His own well-beloved Son, and darkness covers the world. And he laments and he cries, My God, my God, why? And there in the cross, Jesus Christ is going to be made a surety. He's going to be made the Savior. He's going to be made the substitute. And on the cross, he dies and he sheds his blood. And he defeats the power of darkness. And he defeats the devil. And he sheds his blood. And thank God, in the third day, men and women, he rises again. And through this man, and only this man is forgiveness of sins given. The propitiation. Lastly, the problem for you if you're not saved. You have a big problem tonight, sir. You're in this meeting, you're not saved. You have some problem. 
Can I say, if you were a millionaire and you were to say to me at the door, David, I'll transfer one of my million into your bank account tonight, I wouldn't take it to swap where I've got in Jesus Christ, it would you have. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? What would a man give in exchange for a soul? I want to tell you, man and woman, I can't do it. But if I could lift the lid of hell tonight, and I said to Judas Iscariot, Judas, what would you do for another opportunity? What would you do tonight to get back into Market Hill Free Presbyterian Church to hear it one more time? I'll tell you, he would do everything and anything, but he can. And there's many a man, and they're trusting in their checkbook, and they're trusting in their riches. You ever see a two-bar in a hearse, did you? You ever see a two-bar in a hearse? The Bible says you come into the world with nothing, you're going out with nothing. And you have a problem tonight if you're not saved. Because the Bible records to me, man and woman, the Bible records to me, in Luke chapter 23 and verse 18, you know what the crowd cried that day at the cross? You know what they cried? Away with this man. Away with them. We don't want them. Market Hill tonight, no different. Away with them. Away with Christ. The Bible records to me not only did they cry away with them, but the Bible tells me in John 18 and verse 40, you know what else they said? Not only away with them, know what they said? Not this Man, but Barabbas, who was Barabbas? Barabbas was a robber, the very picture of sin and Satan, for how the enemy comes in to steal and to kill and to destroy. You know what the crowd said that day? Away with the gospel! Away with the blood of the Lamb. We want our sin. We want Barabbas. And tonight, on your friend, if you leave Market Hill and you come out of that pew and you walk down and you shake my hand and you go out that door and you get into your car, tonight you know what you're saying to God Almighty? Away with this man. And I fear right across the land and our churches, and not only the our denomination, but all our churches, where men and women have sat, and they've sat, and they could preach it. And like the soldiers, they've sat, and they've watched them there. They've sat at the cross, and they've watched them there. Every week, and men have come, and they've preached their hearts out. And women have come and sang. And men have come and testified. And the blood has been, been exalted week in, week out. And tonight, you're still not saved. Imagine going from the very pew to the pit. And don't think it doesn't happen. It happens regularly. And hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. Hell tonight is enlarging itself with men and women across our land in churches. And they've cried and said like the crowd that day, not this man. 
away with him. You see, jury, tonight, there's a day coming when there's going to be no jury. Just you and God. You read about it in the book of Revelation and God comes and God's just going to open up the books. No defense barrister. No solicitor. No lawyer. No wife. No husband. No minister there to be your advocate. Just you and God. And God will show you why. He's going to punish your soul in the lake of fire for all eternity. Unsafe friend, you need to come to Jesus Christ because this man and only this man can save your soul. Remember what they said? This man receiveth sinners. Let's bow in a word of prayer, please. Our gracious God and loving Father, we thank Thee so much tonight for the gospel. We thank Thee, Lord, never man spake like this man. We're ever so thankful of the person and the work of Thy well-beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Pray tonight, if there are those in the meeting not saved, Lord, please do not let them go without saving their soul. And Lord, in a future day, while others were listening to this recording, Father, we pray that men and women would be wise and consider their latter end, and they'll flee from wrath that is to come. Lord, come and depart us in thy fear, and in thy blessing, Lord, take us all home in safety. And Lord, for those not saved, give them no rest and give them no peace till they come to Jesus Christ. Answer prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.